This podcast is made possible by the generous support of Lilly Oncology. Hello, everyone. I'm Jamie DiPolo, Senior Editor at BreastCancer.org. We're podcasting all this week from the 2018 San Antonio Breast Cancer Symposium. My guest for this podcast is Dr. Matthew Goetz, Professor of Oncology at the Mayo Clinic, where he is also co-leader of the Women's Cancer Program and Chair of the Breast Cancer Disease-Oriented Group. His research looked at patient-reported outcomes on Verzenio plus an aromatase inhibitor as the first treatment for hormone receptor-positive HER2-negative advanced-stage disease. Dr. Getz, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So first, just in case some of our listeners aren't sure when we talk about patient-reported outcomes, can you explain what they are and why they're important for both researchers and patients? Yeah, so uh, patient-reported outcomes are something that um, has evolved over the last, especially over the last 10 or 15 years. Um, Of course, when we study any drug, um, uh, from a research standpoint, we are uh, not only interested in how is that drug performing in terms of, for example, um, inducing response, improving survival, but also how does that drug impact side effects. And in the past, uh, the way that side effects have been reported and standardized from a National Cancer Institute standpoint is through um, something that is referred to as sort of the common toxicity criteria, uh, or a, if you will, a very um, granular grade one, two, three, and four. Um, uh, so for example, um, if a patient had a low neutrophil count, uh, we would be able to use a, a particular grade and say, well, that was a grade three or a grade four. And a physician would know exactly what that meant. What becomes, what we realized, however, is that when it became, uh, we started discussing symptoms, patient symptoms, uh, for example, something like a hot flash, it was very difficult to um, classify a hot flash as a grade one, two, or three. Um, And we needed actually to actually develop uh, uh, tools that would better represent exactly the types and the severity of the symptoms that patients were having. So thus, um, over the over the course of the last you know 10 or 15 years, there's been these tools that have been developed that try to um, much with much uh, more precision uh, allow us to be able to assess what these symptoms are, how our patients are recording them, and then be able to assess as we treat with drugs: do they get better? Do they get worse? And can you, in this study, in your study, can you describe some of the side effects that the women reported? Sure. So um, if we think about CDK4-6 inhibitors in general, um, one of the uh, predominant side effects that has been seen, of course, is uh, neutropenia. And neutropenia is just simply a low white blood cell count or a low neutrophil count. And uh, with the drug abemaciclib, also called Verzenio, The one thing that we know is that the neutropenia rates are much uh, lower, so we don't see neutropenia as often. It it tends not to be as severe. Uh, But a unique side effect that is seen with uh, the abemaciclib is diarrhea. Um, And the diarrhea is uh, probably occurs in 70 to 80 percent of patients. So almost all patients have some diarrhea. Um, And then in a a, uh, minority of patients, the diarrhea can be more problematic. Um, um, and so, um, if we think about the CDK4-6 inhibitors, diarrhea is really, if you will, a unique side effect um, to a pemaciclin. And now, are women on Verzenio, are they given, um, what do I say, like a proactive 
anti-diarrhea medicine and in your study did that seem to help yes and so um as as the if you will the experience with the drug has uh evolved um in the in the when we drug was first being studied it was sort of a reactive um you know we'll use a uh, something like an anti-diarrheal or emodium only if you develop diarrhea um but as time has gone on, we've realized that it's probably best to actually proactively uh, treat with the anti-diarrheals um, or to actually be ready to use them at the first sign of diarrhea. Uh, what I often tell my patients often is to, uh, to use the anti-diarrheals from the start, and if they're not having any problems, we can easily back off. Um, um, it's probably better to do it that way than perhaps to uh, try to catch up um, and then to be dealing with, uh, with the side effect of diarrhea. That makes great sense. Um, to, to be, I guess, really realistic and get into all the, the details, you know, we, we talk about Verzenio and it's said that the diarrhea is predictable and manageable, which is, you know, great if you're a doctor and you know what that means. But if I'm a person taking it, um, do I like have to stay home for two hours? Like, can I go grocery shopping? Do I have to stay home for two days? Is it okay to go to work? What, you know, what do you tell your patients when they ask about that? So that's a really good question. And as I think about my patients that have been treated with the drug, um, my experience is that in most patients, it is predictable and tolerable. Uh, and what that means is that um, uh, using anti-diarrheals uh, can essentially prevent the, the diarrhea completely. Uh, every once in a while, I'll run into a patient where um, the diarrhea is um, such that they require either a dose reduction uh, of the drug um, or, for example, we have to move from one anti-diarrheal to another. In other words, try to use a different uh, medication to control the diarrhea. So I think that um, with any drug, uh, as you think about the gradation of side effects, we can say in general the diarrhea is predictable and is treatable. It's a little bit like, I like to use the analogy with nausea with chemotherapy drugs. Um, in most cases, it is predictable and it is preventable. But every once in a while, we have patients that break through. Um, and for those patients, um, we uh, try to have a strategy available by which we can escalate the anti-diarrheals um, so that you know patients um, are not faced with what you just talked about is, gee, I have to stay at home because I have them on the drug. Uh, so <clears throat> I think in general, my, the summary is that in general, it's, it's well tolerated uh, and it's, it's preventable. Um, but every once in a while, we have patients where uh, we have to escalate in terms of the uh, anti-diarrheals. Okay, so if I'm understanding you correctly, then if a woman is taking Fresenio and she's being treated with anti-diarrheal medicines, then she doesn't, in most cases, obviously, as you said, there are some people that it's more severe, but she doesn't really have to worry, like she doesn't have to plan her day around managing diarrhea. Yeah, I think that would be the majority of patients. Um, and then, you know, I can think of in my practice, um, uh, I have um, uh, probably, again, probably the exception, less than 20% of patients where um, because of the diarrhea, we've had to reduce the dose. Um, and oftentimes, um, reducing the dose is always of concern to physicians and patients because the thought is, well, if I reduce the dose, um, you know, there's going to be, uh, the efficacy is going to be uh, altered or diminished. Um, and the good news is that the, the studies that have looked specifically at this, this question of reducing the dose, 
that that didn't seem to alter efficacy. The outcomes of patients were not any worse um, if they required a dose reduction. So I think what I would tell the message I would say to patients is that um, if we do need to reduce the dose, we should do it, um, and that can improve quality of life. And the, the early data suggests that that's not impacting long-term outcome at all for these patients. That's very good to know. Now, were there any other quality of life issues that came out in your study? It, it seemed like diarrhea was the number one, but um, were there were there others that that were important? No, I think I think diarrhea is probably the, the predominant one. Um, in general, I think when we think about um, these medications, and um, the I always like to tell my patients, you know, if you're if you're um, if you start out and you have no symptoms from your cancer, it's unlikely I'm going to make your quality of life better by adding a drug. So um, these are patients where our goal is truly to preserve quality of life, um, and that's where diarrhea can be an issue. And so being very proactive in managing the diarrhea is ultimately our goal. There's another group of patients, though, that are um, that perhaps are much more symptomatic because their cancer. Uh, uh, was causing symptoms, either bone pain or perhaps uh, fatigue because of the extent of disease. Um, and these are patients where we do believe that, um, you know, uh, treatment in some way, if we're able to reduce the total amount of disease burden, total amount of cancer, that quality of life actually will be better. Thank you very much, Dr. Getz. I appreciate your time. Yep, you're welcome.